We don't need a name. We're a team. Your, your name is Team. You're on a tight leash too, bro. Wayne Haskins. Mr. Glass, Carson Wentz, and his offense. Prime time. Damn. Yeah, I love your optimism. I had to get a tall boy for the event. The New York football giants. Deep sleep. Deep, bro. Al Michaels is showing up to work. Nate Solder, get your ass in the building. <laughs> Dude, you should see B. Wills' face right now. He's so giddy. Appreciate being a part of this show, guys. Yes, sir. That was as great as I thought it could be. <laughs> When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Happy Thanksgiving, everyone. I hope that you are all enjoying the time with your family. And I hope, more importantly, that you saved a little bit of room for a football feast. Uh, joining me as always, John Warman. Happy Turkey Day. Hell yeah, man. Um, thanks for getting together. Uh, I know it's a hectic week, so I'm happy we're all jumping on here early on a Tuesday to bring the people what they want. A football feast. I mean, we have a, a special guest, uh, a friend of the pod, George Van Riper. We missed you, buddy. Good to see you. Good to see you as well, man. It's uh, it puts a smile on my face to see everybody back on the pod, and I've been hearing yeah. you guys, and you guys, you guys have been doing awesome, and yeah, I, uh, it just, I'm looking back at the weeks prior, I'm like, I'm kind of bummed out. I missed some of these weeks because uh, it's always good seeing you guys. We are here now, man. That's what's important. Of course, uh, Jay, Jay Ludge joining us as always. I'm sure he'll drop in for a little bit of commentary. What's up, kid? Gobble, gobble. <laughs> All right, let's start off the show uh, and talk about something that puts me in a very good mood. How about them Cowboys? We'll very briefly go over the win. Cowboys go on the road to Carolina, get the job done 33-10. to This was a surprisingly close game in the second half when the the Panthers scored their only touchdown to bring it to 17 to 10, more competitive than I would like, but much to um, my delight, Duran Big Stan Bland gets his fourth pick six of the season. Yes, I said it, fourth pick six, ties the NFL record, uh, and that put the, the game away for the Cowboys. Micah Parsons three sacks the defense really flexed their muscle tony pollard finally gets in the end zone first time since week one happy for happy for my boy pollard but george i want to ask you it's, it's been a while when you see the cowboys beat up on these bad teams like this is it, are, are you feeling like oh this is just another year for for brian and the cowboys nation to get their hopes up or do you see something a little more special with this 2023 version of the Dak prescott cowboys Prove it, bro. That's all I got to say, man. I just, we've, we've seen this time and time again, B. I, I mean, I'd have to ask you the same question. I think you'd be a little iffy either way. Um, I, you know, the Panthers are one and nine, bro. Uh, yeah. You know, it's, it's probably the worst team in the NFL. Uh, I don't know much worse than them. So, so yes, it's not just the Panthers. I know you guys picked up some big, big W's, some lopsided wins. I think the Cowboys are for real. Uh, it's, it's really when it comes down to the wire, uh, can Dak step up, step up against some of these big clubs, some of these big time quarterbacks? I think we're all waiting, and we're all you know expecting him to do that this year. Now, if he does that, that's completely up to Dak. Yeah, uh, John, the Cowboys continue to do what they do. We beat bad teams. 
do you come away from this performance impressed or is this, you know, just another week? Yeah, it's just another week. We've been saying it like, I mean, you kind of hinted at it there early. Um, We've been saying it since the off season, right? Like it's like time to put up or shut up. You guys are a perennial playoff. I wouldn't say shoe in, but like you guys just do that, right? Mm -hmm. You play up and down sometimes through the season, but you always seem to be in the playoff hunt. You sometimes make it to the playoffs and then you lay an egg against a decent playoff team. So yep. like like George just said, it's like, just prove it. So we, you kind of just have to ride out the rest of the season with the Cowboys with the expectation that they're going to beat up on crappy teams and they're going to win some, lose some maybe against good good opponents. But really what it comes down to is how does Dak and the team play in January? That's what it is. Very well said. Uh, Luds, any any thoughts on, on the Cowboys? Yeah, uh, I've been meaning to ask you week after week. I watch a lot of these quarterbacks. And uh, Dak, like every pre-snap, he's always like doing that high leg, bro. Like that high Here we leg. go. That's that stanky <laughs> leg, dude. Like what's up with that? Is that like signaling to his wideouts or is it just his style? He, he's always had a very strange pre-snap cadence. If you look from his rookie year, he always he changes it from year to year. It's always been kind of a quirky yeah. thing in his game. I can't explain it. I've never heard an actual football explanation. I know that the Cowboys that like they like to have a little bit of fun. And everyone uh, pokes fun at you know the here yeah. we go and whatever he'll change it to next. But it's kind of yeah, like a know. it's kind of like an old school thing. I used to see a lot of older quarterbacks like back in the day doing that, where they like lift their leg up. Every pre-snap, sometimes like it's, it's kind of sometimes it's like a motion signal. But like to your point, that's what I was not, thinking. It doesn't always signal anything. Sometimes it's. I know right. that's what I'm wondering. Like maybe it's, I guess that's just the way he rolls. I um, think it's his cadence too. I think it works with his cadence for the defensive line mm-hmm. to, to kind of keep yeah. on their heels. Yeah. Um, but, you know, to comment on the game, I mean, you guys say it's a bad team, you know, but any any win. It's cliche, but any win in the NFL is a good win. I mean, it's it's tough to win in the NFL, and uh, even though it is the Panthers, I think Cowboys look good. I mean, they need to come out and beat teams like that, like they should, and they and they have. So, um, you know, more <laughs> big rivalry game this week. I'm excited to talk about that game. But um, to comment on that, I mean, Mike McCarthy's been pretty solid the last few weeks. I haven't seen any clock management issues, um, so yeah. that's a plus. Getting closer to the playoffs. Um, yeah, another. I mean, another few short weeks away, and we're already in the playoffs, boys. So this football season's really flown by. But um, yeah, I'm impressed. I'm impressed with Dallas, um, and looking forward to seeing what they can do the rest of the year out. Well, I am impressed uh, again with CD Lamb. Doesn't have a huge game. Doesn't have his 150 yards, but gets in the end zone again. Continues to um, solidify himself as a, as a elite number one wide receiver. So I think going forward, we're going to have to lean on that guy um, if we're going to beat some some of these uh, playoff teams like the Niners and the Eagles. Um, but enough about the Cowboys. Uh, the reason that we brought George back out of retirement was to talk about the Washington Commanders. <laughs> George, your thoughts, because I believe against the rest of the NFL, the New York football giants have one win combined, but against the Washington commanders, they have two wins. They broke out the brooms. How disgusted are you with your hometown commandos? I mean, I, I think, I've, <clears throat> I think, I think I've been disgusted. I'm sorry. Disgusted for a while now. I, uh, this one was, I, I thing is I still watched the entire game and it's just such a struggle because i used to kind of give up on it because this but i watched the whole game because this team's really not that bad (laughs) it's like we just shoot ourselves in the foot every single game i mean four turnovers 
it's we can't win ball games like that, especially when we're not getting turnovers on the other side of the ball, which we drafted to get. Uh, we're coaching to get more turnovers. It's um, it's really unfortunate, man. We have a lot of talent on this team. Brian Robinson, dude, he's going to be a stud for the Huge next game. five, six years in this league. Um, still impressed with Sam Howell. Yes, he makes a mistake probably every game, but I still the way I, I like the way he's you know he's a gunslinger. He's putting his body on the line for most of that game. He wanted that win probably more than anybody on the entire team, including Mr. Ron himself, along with the other ridiculously oh god don't get me started with the coaching staff i'll let john start there um but yeah so i i think this team is talented um i'm i'm a little numb to the pain as of late i'm i'm preparing myself to be disappointed as we all know and as, as washington commandos fans john is well aware of this we prepare ourselves um for disappointment and that's what we got how about you john yeah i think i think you said it really well i'll, I'll let me give a little bit of let me give a little bit of cough medicine for this illness because I, <clears throat> as disappointed as you were, and I agree with you, I do think that better better times are on the horizon. I think that we're in a really tough position right he's now. still got the disease, with, B. He's still got the disease. <laughs> no, it's just, listen, it's with, it's, it's because I know that this coaching staff is gone. That yeah, loss okay. solidified everything we've known. With old cross-armed Ronnie. I mean, he's no longer – he. I don't know where Riverboat Ron went. Somebody kidnapped Riverboat Ron, and he's just I honestly like now. On a serious note, I really think that cancer took a big toll on him. Yeah. I hmm. think the, the, the energy ever since then has been the same type of energy. I'm not saying it's low or higher. and It's just very indifferent. And I, and I don't want to necessarily just put it all on him. I think he is scared to lose his job, but I think he's kind of accepted it. Um, yeah. But go ahead, John. Sorry. I just, I had a, the, mo I, the I, most, I the most fired up, the most fired up I've seen him in the last two years is when that video came out when he was talking about Carson Wentz and the ownership. Yeah. We're talking completely flipped out he, on the well, media, dude. That's the yeah, most fired up I've seen the guy. He had a he had another one of those recently just going into this game where he got really flustered with the media and yeah. talked about people not knowing how fucking hard it's been. And I agree yeah. with him. And I think a lot of this is the product of Ron is the final coach that was hired by the Dan Snyder era. And yeah. he's bearing the burden of 20 plus years of garbage. And unfortunately for him, you know, you mentioned he's had his personal issues. He, he survived cancer. But unfortunately for him, he's gone through all of that turmoil. He's he's moving into the transition. And at the same time, he's got a team on the field that I think is not as productive as they should be. I don't think that this team is devoid of talent. I think it's pretty damn clear that this yeah. all falls on the defensive coaching staff. Um, this may blow you guys' mind because this – absolutely blew my mind to find out. So last two, two years ago, I believe maybe last year in the off season, well, we let Chris Harris walk. Chris Harris was our defensives backs coach. Um, Formerly the with the Denver Broncos. No, uh, I think he's now with the Denver Broncos. He is their passing game coordinator. <laughs> so he took okay. over. Now Chris Harris was phenomenal with us. And that is some of the kudos to how good our secondary people thought our secondary could be was because of how well he had done with them. Um, very good coach. 
the gentleman who took over for him, I don't even know how to say his name. It's like Brett Wieselmeyer, something like that. You got it right. Okay. I think that's what it is. Yeah. I found this out this week, you guys. <laughs> Brett Wieselmeyer's experience pre this job, he worked with one Jack Del Rio back in Oakland when oh, he God, was the head coach at Oakland. Guess what all of his other experience was up until this point? Youth football. He was a high school football <laughs> coach. I'm not Gotta start joking. somewhere. He no, he didn't there was no sure he bleeds red though. I'll tell you that. Went, I mean, guys, so if there's one definition of of what that game where we lost that game, it's essentially that our secondary was a playing high school fucking football. Yeah, it was awful. It was so embarrassing, man, to have it, it at first. It was like that very first drive that the Giants had where we stop up. We get two sacks back to back on the first two fucking opening plays. And it's like, all right, here we go. Let's do this. And then they complete a, a third and long for 20 yards. And immediately so then, many third and I was like, OK, oh. this is over. The game was either offensively we looked competent i mean i know turnovers kill you don't get me wrong but a lot of those yeah i i throw sam house mostly throw his picks out the window one was an arm punt one was just end of the game the guy put everything on the line he couldn't get the ball out of bounds the fumbles you can't excuse and you can't win games like that but we still honestly could have won that game had we tightened up the defense and and in reality it was either we were sacking devito we were stuffing Saquon Barkley or DeVito was throwing to a 25 yard wide open receiver <laughs> for a fucking first down. Yeah. A lot of F-bombs on the show tonight. I apologize. This is a family show, but it's a family oh, week. God, that is frustrating, man, because I never thought that the team was going to truly, truly have some sort of miraculous season this year. I thought that we could be successful with the implementation of Eric Bieniemy. I thought that we could build on the defense that had previously looked good, but I didn't ultimately think that it was going to lead to a ton of success. I did not in any world think that we would lose twice to the, the lowly giants in awful <laughs> fashion and get blown out 40 to 19 or whatever it was to the bears. I mean, Ron and them have, have sealed their fate. This game absolutely would have been his firing, his demise, if we weren't playing the Cowboys on a short week, which we'll get to. But it's over. And the rest of the season, as I think it's kind of been since the beginning of the season, the true storyline here is the development of Sam Howell. And kudos to Sam Howell. Kudos to Brian Robinson. If I was willing to give out any sort of game balls, it would be the two of them. They played phenomenal. I think the offensive line is playing better. There are positives here, but God, that was just abysmal and it was embarrassing. Well said. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Guys, as much as I agree with your sentiments of burying the commanders, I think some praise has to be thrown towards the New York Giants. This wasn't just bad commanders. Let's talk about that Jersey juice and Tommy DeVito throws. Get out of three town. Three touchdown passes. Guys, Tommy DeVito now has more multiple passing touchdown games <clears throat> Excuse me, than Kenny Pickett, who's been the better part of a starting quarterback for the Steelers for about two seasons. Tommy DeVito was slinging the rock out there. <laughs> Saquon Barkley looked like his old school, all pro self. Um, Darius Slayton, before he left the game injured, looked great. Uh, this was a, a, a re- vitalized rejuvenated giants team i don't think 
that all of a sudden the Giants are going to make a late playoff run. I mean, I think they're, you know, two and eight right now. But I think you guys ran into a buzzsaw, which is strange enough to say that the, the Giants came out with some fire in their bellies. And I think they would have beat a lot of teams, not just the Commanders, although they certainly do have your number these past couple of years. I will say that. I ultimately, Brian, I ultimately think that's what it comes down to, man. I don't think that they would have beat a lot of teams in the NFL. I, I disagree with you. I think this was bad commanders, not yeah, good Giants. I disagree. I, yeah, I, honestly, I'm sorry. If you really watch that, like, it. it's a lot. Saquon Barkley had mistakes. zero rushing yards until the end like of no the third quarter. There was like no rushing yards the entire zero. game. Zero. Yeah. It literally yeah. zero rushing yards. Yeah. Our defensive line play, but it was all our DBs. We lost tight ends in coverage. We lost we lost multiple receivers in coverage. They're not communicating on the back communicating on the back end. I mean, I, honestly, I don't I know you guys I don't know if you guys discussed this, but when Chase Young left, I mean, and he went into that locker room at the 49ers, he mentioned it feels like this team is expected to win. Obviously, our team in our locker room, we do not feel that way. Mm. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, str- strong words by Chase. Um, any final thoughts, guys? Any more grievances you want to air about the Commanders? Just stop letting the other yeah, team I, set records on us every game, please. Be great. <laughs> every game, dude. Newest record, right? I'm, I'm happy. I'm happy you mentioned that because newest record is nine. What was it? Nine sacks. First team nine to sacks. lose a game with nine sacks since like the '60s. Not good. Awesome. Not good. All right, well, let's go to Monday Night Football, boys, where last night a Super Bowl rematch saw Jalen Hurts and the Eagles go into Kansas City and come out with a gutsy 21-17 to win. Now, if you're an Eagles detractor, you can easily say that if Marquez Valdez-Scantling pulls in that catch, the Chiefs win the game. But, I mean, if you want to juxtapose that on the Eagles' performance, they come from behind on the road. Jalen Hurts has a terrible game passing the football, but the knee looks better. Um, they ran the football well. You get to see DeAndre Swift get into the end zone. And I think what's really impressive for the Eagles on me, uh, A.J. Brown has one catch for eight yards. You would think if you can slow down A.J. Brown to eight yards, you're probably going to win the football game. But the Slim Reaper, Devontae Smith, comes up with 99 big yards, gets a huge play that got them down to the one-yard line. Of course, the tush push gets them into the end zone. It's just a gutsy win by the Eagles, man. Like, the, this this defense is, is for real. I don't know right now if, if, if Jalen Hurts is playing his best football, but the intangibles, possibly you could say the coaching of Nick Sirianni, they go in to a tough place to play, come out with a W, I mean, I think at the beginning of the year, a lot of people were thinking the NFC was soft. You know, like that the best teams in the league were they were going to be. Of course, we we had our um, we got Baltimore, we got Kansas City, we got Buffalo. A lot of people like the Jags, but now right now, if I if I had to say that the two very best teams in football are probably the Eagles and the 49ers. Number Detroit. one, you got to put Detroit too. Another good call. It's another NFC team. The NFC is strong. And right now, number one in the NFC are the nine and one Philadelphia Eagles. John, do you think the Eagles got away with one or are you impressed by their performance? No, I was actually pretty impressed by their performance because kind of, as you mentioned, like they slowed down AJ Brown. The Eagles didn't win this game the way they've been winning games this year, which has kind of been through him and Jalen Hurts. Um, and they found a way to win against a good team at home in one of the hardest places to play in the NFL. It didn't look clean. It was definitely looked like a kind of a sloppy game. But 
man, what an impact uh, Kevin Bayard has, right? First game yeah. in with the Eagles, gets a pick in the end zone on uh, on Pat Mahomes. The defense really stood up and kind of held them here. I, I I I hear you on Jalen Hurts. I do still think he he looked a little timid. Um, he mm-hmm. looked a little bit shy. I don't know if it's still kind of getting back on that knee or what, but DeAndre Swift comes up big for them. I do still think they're using a lot of that passing game to their running backs kind of as their run game um, because they they don't they still don't pound it down your throat the way they did the last couple of years. Um, the offense right. has been moving more through the passing game, but I think as Eagles fans, you got to be pretty pumped that you win a grinded-out game that kind of doesn't really go your way. Um, and the Chiefs are the Chiefs, but, man, they definitely look a little bit some of the shine is is gone at this point now without Tyreek Hill, without some of those playmakers. Travis Kelsey obviously makes a couple of big, big plays there for you down the stretch. And Marquez Valdez Scantling drops a huge one, which kind of just puts an exclamation point on what are the Chiefs going to be the rest of the year? Um, so right. I don't know if that's real good Eagles uh, for gritting that out or if it's bad Chiefs. But um, yeah, I mean, Eagles are nine and one. I think it kind of speaks for itself. George, before you hop in here, I just wanted to, if, if you guys didn't see, uh, towards the end of the game when Patrick Mahomes is trying to spike the football, Jalen Carter dives between the center's legs yes. to almost intercept a spike. It, and he almost did. You, oh, my God, yes. You can he tell literally he was almost frustrated. Did you see his interview where he said he saw it in a high school game and the guy oh, caught it? No. That's why he yeah. tried it. Yeah. Yeah. And he that almost caught that dude. Special man, dude. That that guy is special. He is. He's going to be a problem. George, um, are you impressed by the Eagles? Um, I think the game, but I mean, I think the quarterback play was pretty ugly on both sides. If you look at the numbers here, I mean, you got Jalen Hurts at fourteen for twenty-two, and then Patty, you got twenty-four for forty-three. Um, 24 for 43 guy threw 43 passes for 177 yards. That's not the Patrick Mahomes that I know. And I, and I think John made a great point. I I think that maybe he doesn't have the weapons. Obviously the Eagles had something to say about that, right? The Eagles defense is, is strong, but that's just not numbers. I'm used to seeing under 200 yards for throwing the ball 43 times. I don't think that Patrick Mahomes probably has, has ever had a game like that, um, his entire career. Uh, yeah. Even his rookie year, Bucks so Super Bowl, Bucks Super Bowl. Heard, of yeah. course, <laughs> Lud's nuts. And I, I think they gave zero up touchdowns. I think they gave up on the run a little early, early with Isaiah Pacheco. I really think he averaged. I think he won averaged five point five yards per carry. He played you well. Know, he played very he played well. So hard, he, man. he runs so hard, dude. And I honestly, I, I, I remember seeing him. I remember seeing him last year, and I'm like, this kid just runs. He's not. Eventually, he's gonna. He's going to have to slow down like he's going to get hurt, but he just doesn't like he doesn't slow down. He runs the exact same way every time he's he's handed the ball off. So, again, I think it was an overall sloppy quarterback play on both sides. I don't I can't really say that, you know, the Eagles have impressed me even more so because of watching this game. I, I just think it was a just overall sloppy football. All right, Luds, what are your thoughts? Man, I. I don't know what it is about the Eagles. It's like they get these, like, they just win games. I, I, I mean, it might not always be the most impressive. Their offense doesn't. Sure. They, <laughs> I'm serious. <laughs> like, their offense doesn't look like it did last year. It just does. Like, they're scoring points, but they were so electric last year that I feel like every week I feel like, 
all right, maybe they're really going to show something. Maybe they're really going to show something. Because I feel like Hertz would take off and run a lot more last year. And, like, I know he's got a hurt knee. And I don't know. I, I They just continue to win games. I think it's mostly on their defense. Defense is strong. And uh, they're going to be right there at the end. I mean, uh, like I said, I, I kind of like the Lions. And you said that uh, six times this pod, bro. I I'm think everyone you. gets that now, dude. Jeez. No, Big Lions. Lions can pull an upset, man. <laughs> Get on the Lions pod. Loves his commentary on that, and George's response reminds me of, uh, I don't know if you guys saw Magic Johnson's tweet about the Commanders this week. No. But it was basically yes. Like, it wasn't it was like, from Magic at wow. all. Wow. <laughs> no, I think it might be. He, really? It was just, okay. wow, yeah. my Commanders turned the ball over six times, and that – in in basically like that created 24 points for the giants and we lost the game like it was just an observation like very <laughs> flat, it wasn't even an like opinion bro it literally looked explanation like explanation of, of the game yeah, That's yeah. yeah. no but truly uh truly this season i think this is their most impressive win i mean being able to yeah. to beat the kansas city chiefs like they did yeah. in kansas city which is one of the toughest stadiums to play in uh very oh, impressive yeah. and they just continue there, to get it done yeah, they they continue to get done. I mean, if Scantling would have came down with that catch, though, it could have been a different story. It's over. Man. No, it's that a different game. And, yeah. and the weather was terrible. You could you could argue on, yeah. on, on a clean man, on a clean a football game. field. Yeah, yeah, very sloppy. Just, Swift just Taylor sloppy. Swift wasn't there. That's why. That's that's why she yeah, wasn't. Bro. I don't know, I don't know if you guys saw it. Uh, Travis Kelsey's all of a sudden tweeting about retirement today. Did you see that? Yeah. Like, yeah. Yeah. Should. He keeps oh, running the same fucking. Oh, I'd retire yeah. yesterday if I fucking marry Taylor Swift, dude. Come on. Whether she worth three times, four times. I think I heard after this last oh, tour, sure. she's worth a billion, 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 sure. billion dollars, dude. <clears throat> All right, boys. Well, as we as we put a bow on uh, week eleven, let me do the quarterback rankings real quick. I, despite a yes. subpar performance, Jalen Jalen Hurts is uh, the quarterback of the best team in football right now. Jalen Hurts is a number one for me. I'm going to give Dak a slight edge over Sam. I'm going to put Dak two. Sam can be 2B. Um, Sam, a, a little sloppy with the football, but not really his fault. Uh, you know, playing playing behind for that game. Sam Sam is solid, comes in as a, a solid third. I'd say the best um, the best number three quarterback in any division in, in all of football. And Luds, I know you wanted him to be ranked higher, but I still got to put the jersey juice. Tommy DeVito, love it that they got the win, but he, he's number four. We'll yeah, definitely number four. You can't take nine sacks padding the football like that. <laughs> yeah, the only he looks better than Danny Dimes. Yeah, he looks better than Danny Dimes. That's all I gotta say. Well, George, uh, in a land far, far away, once upon a time, there was a pandemic, and in the pandemic of 2020, you and I had a little project, and it was the let's start a podcast about the NFC East, and that was. Sur- excuse me, centered around your love for the Washington Commanders and my love for the Dallas Cowboys. So let's talk about this game that has made our friendship so special. That has made this podcast what it is. Thanksgiving Day, I love it. I've watched very many of these games in your living room with your father. Rest in peace. We love you, John. Commanders coming to Dallas. Cowboys 11-point favorites, as they probably should be. Um, I feel uneasy about this game, though, because... Because Sam Howell, I think Sam Howell is that dude, and I do not think that he is going to be phased by Micah Parsons and Demarcus Lawrence in that pass rush. 
stay away from Deron Bland, Sam. If, if he have one, obviously that guy's going to catch footballs and he's going to take him to the house. But other parts of the Cowboys secondary can be exposed. So I, whoever Deron Bland is not on, whether that be uh, Terry McLaurin, Jahan Dotson, I saw him get in the end zone last week. Maybe we see a De'Ami Brown or Curtis Samuel sighting. I think Sam Howell can actually have a little bit of success against this Cowboys defense. And also, the Cowboys defense can be ran on. So Brian Robinson, I know he had at least 150 total yards last week, had an absolute field day despite the loss. I look for Brian Robinson to have a decent game in this one. Uh, on the flip side, Dallas Cowboys offense, don't don't take sacks. I saw the, I saw some spark out of this commander's team last week, obviously a second second the Giants nine times. But I think if we can protect Dak Prescott and Dak Prescott protects the football, the Cowboys should be okay. I don't expect a big game from Tony Pollard, so I'd love to see him get in the end zone last week for the first time since all the way back in week one. I don't think the Cowboys are able to establish a dominant running game. However, I see a very susceptible commander's pass defense. So C.D. Lamb, Brandon Cooks, Michael Gallup, insert your Dallas Cowboys pass catcher here. Perhaps Jake Ferguson gets into the end zone again. I think that the arm of Dak Prescott carries the Cowboys to a victory in this one. I certainly think the plus 11 is an absolute lock on this one. This is an NFC East rivalry. This is Thanksgiving Day. We're going to have a good game. I, I very... Oh, no, no, no. I don't want to get I don't want to get carried away. I, I was I was going to say like 31-28. I'll say 30 to 24. The Dallas Cowboys get a tough home win against the Commanders. George, are you expecting a competitive game? I'm going to let John take this one before I I okay. comment. Okay. Uh, am I expecting a competitive game? Um, well, I hope that at least the commander's offense can stay competitive because some of the stuff out of the Giants secondary, I don't know if you guys saw the interview with Isaiah Hodgins um, after the game. He basically said what anybody watching our defense can see, which was they run a lot of man. They seem like they want to commit to man and let the guys up front do all the work. And, because of that, we decided to just start running a bunch of mesh routes uh, and kind of either pick them ourselves or let their cornerbacks and their secondary pick each other. And when asked, well, once that started working, did you see the commander's defense making any adjustments? He said, no, no. They just kind of kept running the same stuff. So I think Dak could have a field day. Um, if if JDR and, and Ron kind of know they're already out the door, I don't know who steps up here. I don't know if the players have enough juice here now with that kind of diminishing, embarrassing loss to kind of come back and bounce back on a short week. So I think the opportunity for Dak and CeeDee Lamb, we've seen what they can do now that they've gotten, you know, better and better together throughout the year. Um, even Brandon Cooks. Brandon Cooks can take the top off of the defense. Don't sleep on him. And Dak loves to go to his his tight ends. And we have a central, essentially hot garbage at middle linebacker <laughs> for the most part. Um, Jamin Davis can't cover a wheel route, so maybe put one in the bank again for Tony Pollard. I know he hasn't scored a lot of touchdowns this year, but uh, you could probably, you know, anytime touchdown score on a wheel route. I don't know what the odds are there, but if you <laughs> – you want to bet Tony Pollard on Jamin Davis touchdown, that's probably going to go. Um, on the flip side, I do agree with you, Brian. I think Sam Howell can be dangerous even against this defense um, because he's not phased. Sam Howell's a dog, dude. And I, yeah. and, I, and I do really enjoy 
the kind of guts and the moxie that we've seen out of him. He's put. How about that angry run? How about that angry run last Super week? angry Love run. That's what I'm saying. He's, he essentially scored twice, right? I mean, yes. he, he didn't know if he scored and he was going to keep going. And I love that he did it on Deontay Banks, who then comes out and says, F the commanders. It's like, oh, Sam yeah. Howe punked you at the line of scrimmage and you've gotten beat by uh, by John for a touchdown. Like, whatever, Deontay Banks. But whatever. No, I, I like a lot of what I've seen out of the offense. I, I think we are continuing our growth. Sam Howe has the opportunity here again to kind of put his put the cowboy killer uh, in his name. Right. I mean, he, he came yep. out and beat you guys last year. Um, so I am excited to watch the game as silly as that sounds after what's transpired over the past couple of weeks, um, because I know win or lose, I'm almost with 100% certainty that we're going to get a little early Christmas present and that Jack and, and, and Ron, at least Jack, I think is going to be gone black Monday, if not Friday, black Friday. Hope you're pouring some Jack. Yeah, exactly. I won't be pouring it out for him. I'll be pouring it for myself. <laughs> John, John good, no. good point. <laughs> Sam Howell, uh, undefeated against the Dallas Cowboys in his career. That's right. That's right. He's he's got an he's got an opportunity here to become become the new Cowboy killer, and he's got the weapons to do so. So I think that this could still be a fun and exciting game to watch uh, because we seem to play up to good competition and still lose, and then down to bad competition and still lose. Um, so the line at 11, I think that we probably cover. Uh, I always like looking at the over under 48 and a half. So they expect this to be, they expect some points to be scored here. Um, yeah. Chris Rodriguez looked really good running the football. So I hope we continue pounding the rock with not just Brian Robinson, but also him. Let's continue to use Brian Robinson in the passing game because he's, he looks very shorthanded. Not sure if Antonio Gibson plays here. Um but I hope the commanders come out offensively and continue to build on that growth and, and continue to inspire the fan base that we have a guy uh, in Sam Howell. Um, I'll go, you said 28, 24, Brian. It's a good score. I like uh, that score. I think 30, 30, 24. Okay. I'm going to go 28 to 24 then. I like it. Yeah, I like it. I definitely, you know, this is always a, a matchup that, you know, we all love to enjoy to watch. I think that this, I think this is probably the Cowboys' biggest test when it comes to bad teams um, that they've played recently. Obviously, I, I I do think that we are a better team than the Panthers. Um, you know, we had four turnovers and still was supposed to win this game. You know, we have a much better offense than the last three. You know, it's. It's a it's a it's always a tough game for me because I feel like you know the Cowboys are Zach Morris was saved by the bell right now and we're screech right we're we're supposed to lose this game we're we're, we're you know we're we're not supposed to get the girl here you know it's supposed to be a, a Thanksgiving treat for the Cowboys and I think the Commanders know that um, I think that they're they're. Ex- probably more excited to play this game than they've, you know, that they played with the Giants or you know the Seahawks. You know they 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 want to live up uh, to this game. Their family's watching. You know the Cowboys again are supposed to win this game, double digits. Um, so I think it wouldn't be surprising if this was a closer game. I think this could be a very defensive game. I think Sam Howell might be stopped a little. I also think Dak will get a little bit of pressure. Um, you know, I definitely would, I would select the under here. I think Brian Robinson will have a day. 
Um, I, I really do. I think that the offensive line has really stepped up. Uh, I think Bienemy's play calling is. I mean, I've been really tough on Bienemy, and and I know John's known this because I've I've been frustrated with all the first down runs. It's very predictable, and it's not just that though. It's just some of the play calls are are just fairly elementary when I expected a little bit more exotic things going on, but. Overall, I think the skilled positions are are fairly similar um, as far as our, our entire receiving group. I think CD's by far the best out there. I think Scary Terry's a close second. You know, I For think sure. this, this this matchup is is very close on the offensive side of the football. And you know, at, at the records, you know, if there was no records and you just looked at players. Um, I think we would all think this was a pretty, pretty close matchup. I think this is week yes. two, week three. We're always looking at a pretty close matchup. So, dude, I'm fair. I mean, I would pound the plus 11 on this. Like, I would, that would be my lock of the week amongst all teams. Because if we have any guts, if we have any, you know, if we can recover from all this turmoil, you know, if the coaching staff, the, the thing is, is the message in the locker room from the coaching staff has to be lively. It cannot just be, hey, you know, let's try to get through this, guys. We're going to get let go soon, blah, blah, blah. Like, I kind of wish we let go of these guys before this game because, you know, we saw what happened with the Raiders when Antonio Pierce got in there. Like, you know, it, it creates a fire in that locker room. 100%. I'm not, take, I, I'm not taking us to win this game, man. But dude, oh, I, dude, would, I want you. I want you I, to. I was hoping I would, you would. I, I, <laughs> I would not be surprised if this went into OT. And this Ooh, was like one that. of these types of games um, where we missed a field goal because our, our field goal kicker is horrendous and misses extra Joey's points fine. now. Joey's not so sly. Um, and he, you know, he's he's really been struggling. But, man, that guy can kick the ball off. I'll say that. Uh, 61-yard field goals, too, but just not extra points. <laughs> just extra points. So I'm going to go ahead and I'm going to take the Cowboys here at 31 to 28. So we all got a pretty close game. Jay Lutz, unfortunately, the Eagles dropped you under 500 last night. Washington. But- dropped me under oh, okay. oh, you hate <laughs> jay luds hates betting on washington he always does it luds you're 17 and 18 so you are just one week away from climbing over 500 cowboys first commandos on thanksgiving cowboys minus 11 what do you think before we get into all these picks i want to give thanks all our listeners to you guys thanksgiving week I want to throw absolutely. that out there i hope everybody enjoys their week with their families uh, absolutely you know george george started a little earlier in the show mentioned that he really doesn't think Washington's a bad team. I disagree. You know, teams that turn the ball over, <laughs> teams that turn the ball over are bad teams. Okay. Four turnovers against the low, lowly New York Giants. Six. Six. Um, six turnovers. I apologize. Six. Thank I didn't you. even know it was um, six. That's funny. Wow. And we're still supposed to win. Let's That's be just, real. Yeah. Let's be real. Dallas, very tough team at home. Very tough team at yeah, home. They're good. 11 you guys straight, just 11 gave straight. Up 31 homeless. points to Danny DeVito and the New York Giants. All right. I'm not saying you guys can't score points. You just gave up 31 points to the New York Giants. Okay. I think that might be the most points they've scored all year. Yeah. Uh, oh, they yeah. got right. guys. Six turnovers, the dude. They should have scored 60 points. I don't I mean. They have guys on their O line that they pulled off the sofa, dude. Yeah. Well, Saquon Barkley, Barkley's been constantly stuffed at the line, and this guy was running all over you. No, he wasn't. Uh, I think he if the zero rush until the fourth quarter. Received. He had had a nice receiving day, Saquon. He did. He did. Anyway, 
Uh, <laughs> got me off track. All right. If Tony Pollard can keep it going, I think if they can consistently run the ball, they're at home. Dallas is tough at home. Was I'm taking so early. Yeah, I am. I am. It was Dude, you're swallowing. You're, you're going to lose, bro. If you're swallowing this, My you're going to lose. Lots. He won't bet on us again, and I don't blame him. He won't bet on us again, and I don't blame him. 28-14 Dallas Cowboys. Um, I don't play. We'll see. I don't we'll see. It. it seems psychotic. Picking the score that I picked, <laughs> we'll listening to the two of you say that you think Dallas, it's going to be as close as it is, and that we're going to score points. Like if Dallas has like a I'm better crazy. defense than the Giants, just to let you know. Of I course know. they do. Of course they yeah, do. Dude, but the, the Cowboys Panthers were. Clo- it was a closer game with the Panthers. I mean, mid third. Seventeen, quarters, seventeen like, to ten in the third quarter. Panthers, the Panthers are one Panthers and nine. Were, Panthers were in that game. But Ed, be careful. Don't throw it to yeah. my boy, Big Stan Bland. He'll oh, get that fifth Dallas pick six. Keeping them to 10 points, though. Bro, we had like four fluke fumbles. We'll see, like, bro. That's not going to happen every game. We'll oh, after after the fourth fumble, it stops being a fluke. <laughs> yeah, well, you just fumbled your words, all right? Be and well, like, so you need to pipe down. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Let's go on to a game that nobody cares about whatsoever. And this is the New England Patriots flying out to the Meadowlands to face the New York Giants. Patriots are favored by three in this game. I don't know if I agree with that. I'm you know what? I fuck it. I'm taking the jersey juice. I think the kid is <laughs> I, I think it, the kid love it. You know, I'm I'm sure the family's gonna be in town. You know, they're they're hyped up all week. He's coming off a three touchdown game. Not a whole lot, lot of analysis here, but I'm going to say the Giants pull off the upset. I'll say 21 to 17. Let's go, Jersey. Damn. Sprinkle some Parmesan Reggiano on his chest, dog. You know what I'm saying? Just wow. get real around <laughs> with it. George, what's I your mean, score? Um, uh, Giants. <laughs> um, I, um, I just <laughs> just think New England is just so trash, bro. And we beat New yeah. England, so um, yeah, yeah. I just think yeah, they're they're, you know, they the Giants have a lot of juice um, since last week, and I think they want to continue that because they haven't had a lot of highlights throughout the year, and I don't think they want to finish the regular season. Uh, what they've been doing. And I don't think there's as much turmoil in that locker room with the Giants, even though this is a fairly new quarterback. Um, I think everyone's walking on eggshells when it comes to Belichick. I think even maybe Belichick is even walking on eggshells around the front office. So I think that there's similar, a lot of similarities to the Patriots and the commandos. And I'm going to take the Giants here. I don't think they caused six turnovers. I think they just flat out beat them. (laughs) And I'm going to take 20 to 19 Giants. Gosh, John? I think I'm taking the Giants too, man. Let's go. I'm, I'm, I'm just, it feels weird to say, man, but I, maybe it's just because they spanked us so badly. And, you know, but yeah. Tommy DeVito is going to get a homemade chicken cutlet from his Damn. mom uh, for, for probably for lunch before the game. Uh, and, and yeah, I mean, they're coming off a big, inspiring win. So I don't know if that leads to a letdown typically. Remember, though, the one thing that makes me hesitant about this is that Belichick against rookie quarterbacks uh, up until yeah. Sam Howell, essentially, I think he was like 10, 10, 10 and 0, whatever, you know, whatever yeah. the number is. It was a perfect score until Sam Howell. So um, 
it does make me nervous, but it just, like to George's point, like it just feels like there's so much chaos in that building. There's so much turmoil uh, on the offense and defensive side of the ball for the Patriots. And um, I just don't know if it'd be difficult with, for that team to really just have your head in the game. Um, and I think uh, it'll be great for the Giants to continue to put themselves out of contention for any legitimate draft pick. So I kind of <laughs> yeah, awesome. yeah, and great. they're stuck with that crappy Danny Dimes contract for the rest of uh, the next couple of years. Um, I'll take uh, the Giants, let's say, 24 to 17. Luds, we're all on the G-Men with the upset. Patriots minus three. Where are you going? Man, these two guys picking against their future head coach, Bill Belichick. Yeah. Yeah. You know, a lot of rumors. A lot of rumors out there. I will. No, no, no. That'll be it. That'll be all. That'll be it. I'd rather have Ron for another year than have Bill Belichick. Same. Agreed. Wow. <laughs> no, uh, no, really? literally. I, I really? just don't want to start over again it's with the a, same with a thing. Yeah, it's yeah, the yeah, same yeah, thing. I would take the Giants. I, I like the Giants plus the points. Um, I'm actually going to take New England 21 20. Close one. Okay. Uh, that's probably 20, close one, one, but I, I do give the, the Giants the points. I think. I think. Uh, so you got the, that's the, the Pats to win, but you like the plus two, kid. Yeah. Oh, I think Ramondre <laughs> Stevenson has been running the ball well. I think they could do enough yeah. to squeeze it out, but it will be a close game. I got Ramondre on my fantasy team. He'll certainly be in my lineup this week. All right, guys, let us finish our Week 12 preview with the Buffalo Bills. Nobody circles the wagons like the Buffalo Bills. They'll be flying Nobody. out to the city of brotherly love to face the 9-1 and Eagles. Eagles are minus 3.5. Going to be a short week for them, obviously, playing on Monday night. But I th- I think this team right now, it, they're just built for games like this. And Buffalo just – they don't have it this year, man. I don't know what the problem is. I'm not sure if it's a Josh Allen problem. There certainly seems to be something going on between the relationship between he and Stefan Diggs. Buffalo can't really run the ball, though. Um, I know they got you know Leonard Fournette in there, um, Latavius Murray. James Cook is a nice back, but not, not a consistent every-down runner. I think because of Buffalo's lack of running game, you're going to have to depend on Josh Allen. And when you put, put too much on Josh Allen's shoulders, he, he tends to turn the ball over. So maybe it's Kevin Bayard. Maybe it's Darius Big Play Slay. I think the Eagles turn Josh Allen over in a crucial late-game situation. I think the Eagles win this one. I'll say 33 to 30. I think this is a close, high-scoring, fun game. I think as far as a football audience, we're going to get everything that we want out of this. I think um, A.J. Brown's going to get back on track. After after uh, after an eight-yard game, they're going to make it a point to feed him the football. A.J. Brown uh, feasts. Eagles running game gets going. Jalen Hurst gets a tush push in there. I think for, for my fantasy guys, get everybody, every, all your bills. Get Throw Dalton Kincaid in there. Throw um, whoever, whoever, bill, bills, eagles, points, birds. George, what do you think? <laughs> I'm going bills. Going bills. Oh. I think I, I – uh... Of course. <laughs> of course he is, dude. No, I just – I think that – I think Josh understands media's perception of him. Um, and I think that he's gotten a lot of the new Dak Prescott. Exactly. And he's, he's fairly aware that now he's, he's really starting to kind of lose what he had. Um, 
as far as the media and the positivity from the media and the fan base. And I think he, this is his game. This is his game where he says, look, I'm Jay. I'm Josh. That's me. I'm for real. Take, take the points. Wait, sorry. What's the spread? Uh, three and a half Eagles. Three and a half. Three and a half. Yeah, money line. Bills. 34, 34, 34, 30. I like the points, John. Man, I've, I've been going back and forth in my head because this is just a difficult game to pick, I feel, right now with Jalen Hurts not looking 100%. And to George's point, Josh Allen kind of coming off some turmoil. I flipped back and forth on, on where I wanted to go with this, but I think I'm going to go with George. I think Buffalo nice. has everything right now that they need to rally. Like you said, nobody rallies the, nobody rallies like the Buffalo Bills, right? Nobody circles the wagons. I apologize. My favorite yes, sentence sir. in the English language. I don't know if you guys have ever heard this one, but Buffalo, 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 Buffalo. And essentially <laughs> what that means, essentially what that means is that Buffalo from Buffalo bully or beat up on other Buffalo from Buffalo. And I'll tell you what, I think that the Buffalo Bills come out and bully the Philadelphia Eagles here. Um, I really do. I think they're a little bit beat up, and I think that Josh and the team has a bounce back week here. Um, they got to go into Philly, which is a tough place to play. But it's funny because it, there there's some similar storylines here, I feel like, with uh, Stefan Diggs and, and his mm-hmm. – um, kind of his involvement in the offense. It seems like anytime he's not involved, he throws a temper tantrum. A.J. Brown, anytime he's not involved, he throws a temper tantrum. And at some point, that's got to swing one way or another. Um, and I think that this is going to be a heavy Stephon Diggs game. Uh, I think it's a get-right game for for Buffalo. Um, I think that they're tired, like George said, of hearing all the negativity in the media. And uh, this is going to be a big opportunity for them to come out uh, score some points and win a hard road game to reestablish their playoff claim. Because if they keep losing, kiss the playoffs goodbye. I mean, the AFC is just way too, way too competitive. So I think the Buffalo Bills have to come out with a win here if they want to keep uh, their season alive. I, I think Lutz, honestly, it, I it, it, and honest, I just want to say it. The Bills beat the Commanders thirty-seven to three. So there's <laughs> uh, <laughs> also that. <laughs> Yeah. yeah, it seems like uh, the, the boys. Uh, the boys yeah. are on Buffalo. What do you What do you think? Eagles minus yeah. three and a half. I think when Buffalo's playing well, they've won big this year. Uh, but I think you know the Eagles coming off a big win in Kansas City, winning on the road. Now they're at home, a four o'clock game on Sunday. It's not any kind of primetime game. Uh, Buffalo seems to show up sometimes in these primetime games, uh, except when they played the Giants on a Monday night and almost lost. Uh, <laughs> I like Philly, man. I, I think uh, they do enough to pull it out. They've run the ball well. They've passed the ball well. Their D-line, I think Josh Allen's going to be under a lot of pressure. Um, the Eagles fans are going to be all over them. I'm sure they'll have some good Bills Mafia fans there. But 30-23. Um, to 30-23, Philly. I think they wow. cover the spread. Swallow uh, the It's going to be a hard one to come back from next week, bro. I'll tell you that, dude. <laughs> <laughs> heads up. We'll see, bro. We'll see. Ludge, do you have a you got an upset parlay for our, our holiday weekend? I do, I do. Uh, how about Kyler Murray and the Arizona Cardinals keeping these games tight? Yeah. I like them. Ooh. It's actually crazy. the The spread on that is a half a point, guys. So Arizona plus point five oh against 
the Los Angeles Rams, who Cooper Cup is questionable, I think. Um, yep. I think Stafford may be back this week, but Arizona's at home. I think they've been playing a lot better the last couple of weeks with him back. I like that. And uh, my Tampa Bay Bucks guys at Indianapolis. Of course. <laughs> two and a half point uh, underdogs <laughs> against the Colts. That's um, the Colts, bro. Yeah, who's their yeah. quarterback? Uh, the Colts I, right if now? they can't beat the Colts, if they can't beat the Colts, Minshew. I give up. I give Minshew. up on the season. I give up on the season. Yeah, I told uh, my dad. My dad's one of the last of like 270 in a survivor pool, and I think he's leaning bucks against the Colts this week. Yeah, like it's just Damn, it's a winnable game. It's a winnable game. They're underdogs. I think they can bounce back well. I mean, outside of that third quarter last week, the third quarter was ugly, but we were down 17 to 10 going into the half against San Fran. I thought the first half they played pretty well, but um, you know we had a we had an ugly third quarter. But I think Mayfield guy. I don't know, man, but Mayfield's been playing pretty well. You know, Absolutely. overall, he it, it really hasn't had a bad season. I mean, he's been okay, you know, so we'll see. I think, I, I think if they uh, can't beat the Colts, uh, the season's over. <clears throat> yeah, I like I like your first pick too, Luds, especially if yeah. uh, Matt Stafford Tyler has Murray to sit back. and they announce yeah, that, I mean, that uh, Carl Wentz is in there. Uh, <laughs> and a fr- yeah. friend of the pod, Carson Wentz, could rear his ugly head. I All right, believe boys, Minnesota we, uh... lost last week, man. That was a tough loss that came for them. I know. Hey, man. Hey, don't say. You got to give credit to Sean Payton and Russell Wilson. Those Denver yeah, Broncos. five straight. They really, they have rebounded nicely, man. Let's ride. It's not let's hide Broncos anymore. country. Let's stop. <laughs> George, you've been away from the pod for a while. Um, so good to have you back, man. Um, yeah, going into absolutely. Thanksgiving, special holiday for, for our friendship, man. Um, any final thoughts as we get ready for Cowboys Commanders? No, man, just super thankful to have y'all. Super thankful for all our listeners. I'll echo, you know, loads of sentiments there. And yeah, man, just stoked to talk football and, and stoked to sit around the, you know, around the table and, and be able to watch our favorite teams playing this, this great game of football. And I wish everybody the best, man. I really do. John, any final Turkey Day thoughts? Absolutely, man. Like, just to echo George's sentiments, like, it's so much fun. I feel like this is always one of our best pods is, is uh, Thanksgiving week. Um, oh, yeah. And it's just, like, it's the best time of the year, man. Like, to your point, we're going to sit around the table, give thanks for everything that's great in our lives, and and a little bit of that is, uh, you know, everything we've got in this pod. So thanks to all the listeners for uh, supporting. We're happy to see uh, continued growth, and let's enjoy some football on this Turkey Day. Absolutely. Luds, appreciate you as always. Any final thoughts? Uh, yeah, same same as I said earlier. Just happy Thanksgiving to everybody. Enjoy the week of football. Um, I'll be on a cruise this weekend, so I'm hoping the, cru- oh, nice. the, the boat has, has hey, some sir. football oh, and one of the, the sports bar there or something. But, absolutely. Um, yeah, no. Uh, good luck to all your teams, as I always say, and uh, looking forward to a good week, and I appreciate you guys. Appreciate you. Sell safely, brother. George, good to see you. We've missed you. John, of course, always appreciate your efforts. Um, Thanksgiving week, thankful for every single person out there listening. Everyone who ever clicked that play button, ever downloaded the podcast, we love you so much, and we hope that you love the NFC East. Food.